0: you're gonna be a pro at streaming before this is over
1: yeah Early, or at least on our level which is
0: <laughs> not saying all. hello and welcome to geeks camp the podcast that focuses on RPG topics and general tomfoolery. My name is Zack, and the host joining me this evening is the dapper DM, Troy Sandlin. How we doing, everybody? And then we are also joined by our guest, our creator for the evening, uh, the illustrious, the illuminous, Andy Hand. Thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, Andy, um, I think I have been harassing you for uh, a while to hop on the podcast and chat with us um, you and I met two years ago something like that at a game hole con and you had your booth for limitless adventures there um, and it might have been three years ago now that's that's probably when it was um, anyhow you a <laughs> <it was> super team. <laughs> Say again. I want to say 2019 game Con. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And you, since that time, have been super, super nice, uh, helpful, giving us kind of pointers as we kind of got some of our first Kickstarters off the ground. Um, And uh, you've been our convention uh, booth buddy across the way at several cons now. Um, and we like your stuff, so there's just a lot of reasons why we wanted to uh, capture your sultry tones on on stream at least once.
1: Yeah,
2: and that uh, restraining order that I had against you finally expired, so uh, you can legally <laughs> uh, harass me and have me on the show. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I'm really glad that it expired, uh, so it's a win for me, uh, and Once you reinstate that order, then you'll have your win and we'll all be good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'll get
0: back to it all. I will also say that uh, uh, one of my convention highlights of the last year was getting to take you and Thomas to go see Dune. Oh, that was a good time. It was a good time. uh, And I think we were at like the perfect blend of like super obsessed Dune fan Then you were very, you know, we're familiar with the property. And then Thomas, who was walking in uh, uh, blind, and it was really fun to go and and see it from three people's points of view.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it because I had just read it for the first time that summer. Um, So it was all pretty fresh in my memory. Um, You know, and they had those 20 pound pretzels too, so that didn't hurt. (laughs) That's
0: right. The pretzel that, you, you know, like there's, I, I was thinking about it afterwards and you know there's like there's like bibles and then there's family bibles right yeah um, and like the there's not any expansion in content but somehow it fills up like a coffee table in one minute. yeah it's like 20 so pounds this, yeah right this pretzel was the family bible of pretzels um, for sure it was incredible
1: I uh, figured it would be like you know the the Iraqis the Arac- sandworm bristles Well, it really
2: was. It came in a pizza box. That's how big it was. Oh geez Yeah. yeah.
0: It, was, it was as as big as you imagine it being right now, it was bigger. Whatever <laughs> whatever in your mind. Yeah. All add right. to that. <laughs> well, uh so Andy, we we have you on today um because you just wrapped up a Kickstarter. Uh, and I know you're tooling, you've always got more in the works. Um could you fill I think our audience in? Like we did. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me know when I come back. Go back to a Zach. Come back. We'll see. I think he's just thinking about the pretzel. There we go. Should be back
1: now. You, we lost you for a minute. We'll fix this in post. Yeah, it was, we'll all fix this.
0: We can hear you loud and clear. You go. perfect. I'm back. Perfect. Yeah, so I, what I was saying was, um, Andy, could you give the people uh, some idea about what the heck does Andy Hand make and what is Limitless Adventures?
2: Um, Limitless Adventures, um, I'm actually just one half
0: of Limitless Adventures.
2: Uh, my partner, Michael Johnson, is the other half. Uh, we've been, uh, we started Limitless Adventures in 2016. Um, we just wanted to create items that we ourselves as DMs would use. Um, You know, we all have, all of us in our our gaming group, we all have full-time gigs. At least we did it when we started. Now I just do game design full-time. But at the time, uh, we all had uh, nine to five jobs and we were struggling like everyone else to try and get all of our prep and our planning done for our games around that 40 hour work week and our family obligations. I have uh, two small children. Um, Mike also has children. Uh, so we just wanted to create the kinds of products that would make our lives easier. Uh, everything that we make is uh, setting neutral so that DMs can drop it into their game, regardless of if they're you know, in the Forgotten Realms or a homebrew or Eberron or wherever. Uh, We do a
0: lot of Mm -hmm. uh,
2: encounters that can be put in anyone's game. You can just flip through to the environment that you're going to be in that night and pull out what you need. Uh, We also have a line of uh, NPC books, monster books. We have uh, some adventures. Uh, We also have a line of DMless adventures for people who want to uh, just give their DM a break and let them uh, actually play with the characters for once.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot there. I, <sighs> I will say that there's some real, like, like I really like your source books. I really like, um, uh, the limitless NPCs and the limitless monsters and, and the encounter books. Um, you've got a lot of things that you do that you put in those books that I think make them extra useful, um, You've got a treasure section uh, tied to every creature where you say like, hey, this is what what they might have on them or, or, or at least some ideas to get the ball rolling there. And then you've got a, um, I'm going to forget what it's called, but like continuing the quest or uh, something of that nature, uh, which is kind of like seed hooks to help slot these individuals, these creatures, these monsters into your stories, right? Yeah.
2: Um, to speak to that, We've all been in a game where you know you say, well, "Well, what do we find?" And the DM says, "I don't know. We'll you know we'll roll at the end of the night," or they start scrambling for the DMG to try and decide uh, what you know what treasure you find. So we tried to just take that headache out right away, and in all of our encounters, and in all of our uh, NPCs and our monsters, all of them uh, have the treasure pre-rolled, uh, and then, like you said, we also have the uh, Everything we do has three further adventure hooks. Um, usually adventures and source books are good about giving you adventure hooks that um, will get your players invested in whatever it is that, uh, you know, that night's adventure is. But ours are a little bit different. Ours are follow up. What do you do now that that encounter's over? We give you three prompts that you can spin that. Uh, you know, that seemingly random encounter and spin it off into another adventure or another encounter or another something down the road um, that will make the DM's life easier when it comes to writing that follow-up material.
0: Very cool. Mm -hmm. I probably should have said at the beginning, uh, not too late though, uh, most of your stuff is, all of it, uh, as far as I'm aware, is for 5th edition in one flavor or another. You've got some stuff that that's that's a little bit outside the norm there, but everything uses the OGL. Yeah, everything um, that think...
2: we've currently have <clears throat> written is for fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we actually have uh, a standalone RPG that um, will be coming out later this year. We're going to test the waters with that. Um, there's not a lot I can say about it right now. Uh, it's um, um, our elevator pitch is. Uh, you know, an apocalyptic Wally. That's what you would. <laughs> All right right, on. right what is, on. What does, uh, now, what does uh, life on Earth look like post
0: humans? Anyway. Gotcha. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I am down to check that out. Um, Maybe we could. That is coming later. In- Maybe you guys
2: could do some play testing
0: yeah that'd be awesome we would love to do that uh-huh mm-hmm. now um before we stray too far away from it you just wrapped up a kickstarter um and i think that um i don't know i don't know on your end what you feel about it but i, I think that's uh, from my point of view one of your most popular things are these is your book called limitless monsters and you just crowdfunded limitless monsters volume two um, what was that? What is that book? And and can you give us some idea of like what might be inside of it? And also when it's coming out uh, to the masses? Sure,
2: our Limitless Monsters Two is our twentieth Kickstarter we just finished. Um, it's got a hundred new five E monsters. Everything in there will follow our uh, you know our tested formula. It'll have the pre rolled treasure. It will have every monster has three adventure hooks that you can use. Um, they have uh, tactics in there to try and give you an idea how how you you could possibly run the monster if you want. Uh, for the non sentient monsters, we uh, give um, harvest mechanics. For uh, I don't know how you guys' game runs, but ours. Everybody always wants to chop everything up, <laughs> cut pieces off of it. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, potions, things, you know, spell components, things like that. You could harvest from. Uh, the non-sentient monsters that are in the book. Um, we also worked for for this one, uh, we worked with Brian C.P. Steele. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He just, mm-hmm. He's done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of stuff for uh, Shadowrun. He's just finished up the new uh, Power Rangers tabletop RPG game. Um, he's just worked on mm-hmm. a lot of different great RPG programs. And uh, he, so he brought in a new you know, just kind of a new flavor to some of our stuff this time around. So that'll be fun uh, to see how that, how people react to that. Um, As far as when it comes out, we've gotten into a schedule now. We try and do three crowdfunding uh, programs a year. So right now we're working on that. On I want to say that the PDFs will go to the backers uh, in April. And then um, we're using a different printer this time around. We're switching from. Uh, in the past, all of our stuff has been um, soft cover. We're switching all of our titles over to hard cover. Um, so nice. I want to say uh, May, early June at the latest.
1: Um, our backers will have have that as well. Very nice.
0: What was the uh, impetus for transitioning away from soft covered into the the hardcover market? Just the new printer and new options, or was there something more?
2: Well, we did we did a hardcover in the past for our flagship book, Limitless Encounters Volume One, um, but it just wasn't feasible price wise, especially when you you know when we started in twenty sixteen you know mike and i had both played and written rpg stuff for you know decades but when you get into to trying to to put that stuff out and publish it you know i don't have to tell you it's it's completely different it changes everything there's all of these different things that you never you know considered um you know things like well, oh, I want this, you know, I finished this book, it's X number of pages, and then you send it to the publisher or the printer, and they say, oh, well, it has to be in multiples of four, or it has to be in multiples of this, you know, due to the way that it's bound, so you have to to change it. So with the, you know, with our softcover books, I think the biggest change personally was they get destroyed in the mail. Um, They just, when we get them, we were, I mean, we were having, you know, uh, on some shipments uh, upwards of 10, 12% of the books were, you know, bent up. And, and, you know, a lot of times these aren't just, you know, uh, game books that you're going to throw in a, a backpack. Some people, you know, they're collector's items. They want to keep them nice. They want to keep them pristine. So if they, if their book shows up and the corners are bent or the binding is, is messed up um, it's just not acceptable to them. And, and I, I feel the same way. I mean I still have books, you know, from when I started playing in nineteen ninety one and and you know they're they're still in, in great mm-hmm. condition. So I'm hoping that the hardcover volumes will hold up a little better in, in the in the shipping process.
0: Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, um, I definitely hear you on that. I think that that's we love to 100%, do the soft covers. Uh, uh, In the past,
2: just because we like to keep our products as affordable as possible, you know people people they want a big splashy book with full color everything in in the hardcover, and that's great. But then when you try and get into distribution and you try and get into uh, game stores, I mean, and we're not we're growing, but we're not huge. But we still have about twenty five retailers now. And so we have to keep those production costs down. Otherwise, we just can't afford to be in distribution and we can't afford to be uh, in your friendly local game store. So. Right. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, you've got Limitless Adventures. Uh, You just funded uh, uh, your Book of Monsters. Uh, You mentioned an RPG book, uh, a new RPG coming maybe later this year. Is there anything in between those that you want to talk about, or is that the next thing on the horizon?
2: Well, let's see. So, in May, we're going to be doing our first campaign setting. Um, All of our stuff to date has been setting neutral. Uh, We like DMs to be able to just drop our products in their game with no. Uh, tinkering at all you know if we if we mention an emperor or a king or this or this country or even a city name uh that's just more work for the dm they may have to change that to kind of shoehorn it into their home game so we've always tried to keep everything uh setting neutral so even our first setting book will be setting neutral because it's uh it's a hidden valley that you can drop in any existing game world that sounds that sounds pretty cool. That's a, I like work Workaround. I like that. Yeah, it's going to be, I'd say yeah, it's about 75% Dark Fantasy, 25% uh, Cosmic or Eldritch Horror.
0: Nice. Well, that'll be uh, some more of my money out the door <laughs> as soon as, so, yeah, that'll, soon as that launch. Right? That'll come
2: to Kickstarter in May.
0: Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Let me, uh, let me do this real quick. We'll transition over and I'll show people if you're interested in following Limitless Adventure, like they say, like, like Andy said, they do about three Kickstarters a year. Um, You can find them on Kickstarter under Limitless Adventures and click the follow button on their profile and you will uh, get a notification every time their projects go live. Um, Super useful to do. You should definitely make that happen. Um you can also um it would be nice if there was somebody
2: on there who wasn't my mom or Mike's mom.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) there you go. Uh the other place that I would point people um uh is of course to your website limitless-adventures dot com. Um You've started to like, I mean, that's kind of your one-stop shop for a lot of your stuff. Not only can people get the PDFs and other stuff on there, but you also have like your, your, um, uh, uh, backer kit approximation, um, uh, your surveys and things all go through your website. So it's a great place to get familiar with.
2: Yeah, we do. uh, Um,
0: and then, yeah,
2: go ahead. You know, there's a lot of different, um, uh, services and things and they're all great. It's just adding on particular products on Kickstarter directly, I mean, that's just another, you know, 10% of that that we won't see. So uh, luckily Mike, uh, his day job is uh, computer coding. So he's coded that stuff into our website uh, himself so that we can continue to keep the cost down for
0: our our customers and for our backers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, last place I would point people towards, and you can yell if you have another one, but I think you guys do a really good job of keeping your Facebook page up to date um, and and kind of keeping people that follow it in the know. So I would definitely send people there. I don't always do that for creators because I think sometimes with s- certain creators, uh, it's uh, reasonably an afterthought, but, but you guys seem to really have it together there.
2: Well, I wish I could take credit for that, but we actually have a team member uh, Mia and she is the one that uh, keeps all of our social media up and running um, you know she keeps our Facebook page looking nice our Twitter account our Instagram account she handles all that she does uh, an excellent job so she's also a very talented artist too you can check her out uh, her website is called tipsy badger tipsy badger of
0: tipsy cool. badger
2: if you ever want to get a cool T-shirt that has a uh, – if you ever want to see a gelatinous cube wearing a thong, just head on over to Tipsy Badger.
0: <laughs> exactly. I I wasn't intrigued until you said it, and, and now you I can't, live I, I can't it. get it out of yeah. my mind. So, yeah, I can't live without it. <laughs> uh, Troy, is there anything we're forgetting here as we – come to the end. Uh,
1: all the all the comments and questions that I had have already been uh addressed. Um but you did I wanted to bring up um Brian uh CP steel. I am a dungeon in the box fan, as you can kind of oh, see yeah. with some of the stuff that's behind me. Yeah, that's um, another
2: that's another one. He has so many projects that it's hard for me to keep them all straight, but everything that he does is really high quality. He's a great writer.
1: Yeah great great stuff i've been a subscriber to them for uh three years now so
2: yeah highly recommend
1: yeah the the limitless stuff the limitless adventure stuff is always quality uh i definitely love the idea of the tactics and treasures in the monsters description itself um it's something that i appreciate as a dm especially the tactics. If it's a if it's a monster that is that you're not familiar with because it's not in the core books or it's not like your standard movie goblin Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. It helps when when the the designer puts those in there so that you can understand what they were thinking and helps you play and utilize those monsters to the the their fullest potential. So I appreciate that you guys go that extra mile and do that. And I would love for other creators out there to kind of adopt that.
2: If I can give one more shout out, um, just as far as um, our convention schedule this year, is that, is that cool with you? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. We'll be, uh, we'll be at um, Lion Con at Lion High School um, in February um Then we will be at GaryCon in March. Uh, we won't be vending at GaryCon, but we'll be running games. Mike and I will both be uh um, playing some things and play testing some new things that we have on the horizon. Um, and then we will be at Origins. Um, we will be at GenCon, and we will be back at uh, GameholeCon.
0: Fantastic! Nice. Awesome. Well, we look forward to, uh, to, uh, chatting with you some there and thank you again. Thank you, Andy, for, for hopping on the show. And, uh, uh, I can't wait to badger you for another three years to make it happen again. Well, I appreciate it. You guys made it very painless. Thank you. Ah, we try. (laughs) Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. and You can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.